What's going on, everybody? This is Justin coming to you live from San Diego, California. You heard that right. I'm back in Cali, baby. We got a packed episode for you guys. We navigate our way through our sports headlines of the week. Uh, get you guys up to speed with our NFL gauntlet and our new picks for this upcoming week. Uh, then we run through a new Halloween segment, Scariest Athletes of All Time, where we pick a few athletes that we think are intimidating or scary, kind of going with the Halloween theme here. Uh, and then Coop and Chris will rank those for us. And then we update you guys on the MLB playoffs and uh, introduce a new segment to you guys called BB Lot Viocho. Boys, how are we feeling? Hey, Jay Page. This is Jake down in federal feels some type of way. Uh, I'm feeling good. You know, we're, we're starting a little bit later tonight, but uh, we got to watch some NFL and um, postseason baseball on a Tuesday. So can't argue. Hello, hello. Special guest Zane here. Uh, as always, Seattle, Washington. And you know, boys, in sports we have – Every now and then, we get a beautiful, just gutsy performance that puts people in awe. You think of the Jordan flu game. You think of the Marshall quarterback getting carried down the field with a broken shin. Hell, we'll even throw Kurt Gibson hitting a home run in the 88 World Series with two bum knees. But tonight, you get to see Zane Izagari reporting a, pod, reporting a podcast with the Dodgers down 2-0 in the National League Championship Series. Talk about gutsy. It's not easy, but I'm here. Let's do it, boys. What's going on, gang? This is intern Coop. And all I got to say is, let's go Andy Dalton, baby. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> in, the, uh, you know, in the spirit of uh, Amazon Prime Day, I may have to go hop online and order myself a jersey. So uh, let's roll. <laughs> <laughs> Please order a wig with that. There's a bright. Oh, oh we're, going, we're, we're going full gin shake. Hey, what up, listeners? It is intern Zambi here coming live from Ballard, Seattle, Washington. Very windy day here today. Should have worn a headband, but we did some damage control with the tenants, so we can't complain too much. Also discovered that pastrami is very pronounced after you eat it. So take that as you will. Let's go. Awesome. <laughs> yep. Let's, let's ride, boys. I just want to Give a nice little note to all of our listeners who are in the Pacific Northwest West, and you guys who are also up there. The last three days, I have uh, meandered my way on down to the beach and, and laid out and tanned a little bit. So I just wanted to uh, just say that and just, you know, get your guys' thoughts or you don't have to comment on it. We can just move on. But all right, Cooper, what, what kind of uh, headlines do we have this week? Uh, coming in at number one, we have the uh, Zags continue to beef up their non-conference schedule with the additions of Auburn and Texas Tech, which looks like to be a new non-conference tournament. So keeping it going. Um, I'm so excited for this one because I, th I think uh, like every other Zag fan, I was very disappointed when the Texas Tech game we originally had scheduled with them were, was moved out. But now that once I think Xavier and Sienna backed out of the the Orlando invitation, we got Emma Mont or Michigan State decided to leave too. So then we're just doing four team tournament with Houston and Texas Tech coming in. And I mean, those are all good teams. Houston, I think, is supposed to be a top twenty five team this year too. So it, Mark View is not afraid of anybody. Like he could he's probably walking over to like 
Charlotte Hornets right now. He's like, what, what are you guys doing? What are you guys doing? Like late December, you want to play? We'll fucking do it. Yeah. Bouncing, bouncing off what Jake said there. I mean, few, everything I'm seeing with the, this monster schedule that we're building right now, he's got to feel confident in this team. I just picture him, you know, they've only had what, like a month of practice, maybe, maybe a little more. He's got to just be watching them going, oh, I mean, sign us up for whoever will play us right now. Well, we'll take the biggest. Duke, Kentucky, send them all our way, baby. Oh, yeah. Mark Few wants all the smoke, as I uh, mentioned to you guys earlier this week. I mean, that's just, it's just a loaded schedule. I hope they add one more. Greed, being a little greedy here as a Zag fan, because how sick would it be if we just kick all their asses? Everyone's like, oh, shit. All right. Zags are here, baby. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. So let's keep it moving. Yeah, but when you just like read out the the gauntlet we have scheduled, because we start out with Auburn, who's the only unranked team in this stretch I'm going to read out. Then we follow that up with Texas Tech, presumably, who's ranked 15th, Baylor, who's ranked second, Tennessee's ranked 10th, and Iowa's ranked fifth. Like, ugh. December cannot come soon, soon enough, or I guess November. All right, coming at number numero dos, we have Le'Veon Bell is officially a free man being released from the Jets as of, I believe, an hour ago. What are our thoughts, boys? Question, gentlemen. Are you guys starting to get slight Antonio Brown vibes from Le'Veon Bell here? Because this is a reoccurring issue. Uh, with the Steelers, it was just a couple years ago. He had like substance abuse issues that he had to sit out. Then he had some contract disputes with the franchise tag. He sat out, came to the Jets, sat out, finally got healthy, played one game, didn't do much. And then all of a sudden liked a tweet on Twitter saying that he wanted to be traded basically. Yeah. No, um, before, uh, oh, go ahead, Jake. Oh no, go, go for it, Zambi. All right. Yeah, no, I was literally thinking that probably like an hour ago because it just all seems to be kind of playing out the same way Antonio Brown did, just a toxic person in the locker room. Granted, he's not producing as much as Antonio Brown was, but at the same time, it just seems like an awful locker room personality. In my head, I want to say, hey, the Seahawks can get Josh Gordon, A.B., and Le'Veon Bell in the same locker room, but oh it would be like one of those memes where the guy's just sitting in a burning room, and so I don't want any of that. It would just be three guys sitting in a burning room together. <laughs> With oh, cans of gasoline. <laughs> Dumping yeah. it on the walls to keep it burning. <laughs> Yikes. Jake, Yikes. there has been talk that you might be thinking about, you know, hey, Le'Veon, come over to Chicago. Well, I'm just thinking, give them a just the rest of the year, Tariq Cohen tore his ACL. We need another gadget guy. We're demoting Le'Veon. To, I want to be clear. I'm not saying he should take over David Montgomery's position. But you have a backfield of both Montgomery and Le'Veon Bell and Matt Nagy as a head coach. Like, the amount of play calls you can do with that, the amount of just, like, sweeps and swings and draws, I'm all down for it. You know, I know Nick Foles won't get bullied around. He's a Super Bowl MVP <laughs> candidate or MVP, 
So he has the pedigree to the, like, you know, put Le'Veon in his place. Hey, you know what offense he'd look good in? Chargers. No. Fuck the Chargers. <laughs> he'd look good in my, in my Cardinal Red offense with Cliff Kingsbury, Kingsbury, whatever the heck Ooh. his name is. And that is uh, Tyler and DeAndre. Woo. That could be nice. Dude, and just, then uh, I just all the stories that would come out pretty much saying, you know, you traded David Johnson and you ended up getting DeAndre Hopkins and Le'Veon Bell for nothing. <laughs> Sounds good to me. I'd do that. <laughs> all right, let's move on. Coming at number three, we have the Lakers taking home the first official NBA bubble finals. Mm. Mm. I'll let Jake take the floor on this one. Well, I'll, I'll just say what a gutsy performance the Heat, a lot, led by Jimmy Butler. I mean, I, I don't think anyone can deny that the, Jimmy Butler absolutely put his freaking body life on the line. Uh, just to get those two wins. I don't know. Did you guys see that video of him like walking away from the press conference where there were like just two steps that he had to walk down and it looked like Willy Wonka walking out of the chocolate factory ready to fall. <laughs> yeah. It looked like me after 10 minutes of a circuit workout, I've told myself I'm going to do for a month, but it's day two. <laughs> or, or any of us getting off of our stationary bikes during the boy toyna. <laughs> <laughs> my ass god that was terrible but i mean it was, it was kind of a weird feeling because it, it doesn't feel like it happened like the nba championship i don't know if you guys got that vibe but i was just kind of like oh cool it's over well all right focusing think, on the seahawks vikings <laughs> i think just the nfl like having having the finals overlap with sunday night football and just football in general just did it yeah just kind of screwed the whole thing up and screwed it over for the nba but take nothing away from lebron and the lakers they they absolutely crushed it yeah yeah <laughs> no i'm definitely a big lebron guy uh so i was pulling for the lakers but i did see a tweet sunday night football had twice as many viewers as game six which Jeez. i think is a pretty strong testament as to how much pull the nfl has Granted, it's another championship for LeBron, so I'm okay with it. Well, I, I would wonder, because we're learning a lot about the pecking order of, like, sports in America, the major, the three major sports at least, now that they're being played at the same time. Uh, clearly, NFL is number one, I think. And, I mean, you got – I'm a little biased because, obviously, the Dodgers are in the playoffs. I think Paige was too because the Padres were there. But, like – I would venture to say that more people are watching postseason baseball right now than NBA finals. It, it, and if they're not, it's closer than I think NBA people would like it to be. Well, I, well, the weird thing is like the NBA just makes their game so much more available. Like MLB, it's, it's hard to like watch games or like even like highlights and stuff like, I mean, I think NBA is much more geared for the younger generation, whereas MLB, it's like, I'm watching the whole game. That is my objective. You know what I mean? Fair. Fair. But as, as a LeBron hater, uh, you can't help but to tip your cap uh, for what he's done 
what he's been able to do at, even at this point uh, with his age. Um, it's a cool story that what the Lakers went through this year. Uh, so I'll tip my cap to him. Don't like him. Don't like him, but I'll tip my cap. I did love Rondo lumping himself in with LeBron. Like on his comment, he's like, <laughs> I told LeBron that, you know, if both of us are on the same team, we're not losing. I'm like, whoa, 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 Rondo. Like, <laughs> let's calm down. You are not the reason. You definitely were- had a great, like, final series. But, <laughs> like, the, it's the definitely characters- LeBron and Anthony Davis's team. Like, yeah, the characters in on that Lakers team, I mean – alone they could be the monsters just with like who they had because you got Dwight Howard who went from a nobody almost getting cut by teams to being a champion Rondo I mean kind of the same thing the playoff Rondo came out again uh Kuzma Laker fans literally petitioning him <laughs> knocking a ring gotta throw in uh J.R. Smith what what a funny like supporting Cor- Caruso taking Caruso. Uh, Howard spotting or starting spot in game six. <laughs> There's like, fuck it, we're going small ball. Dwight, you're on the bench. Caruso, you're in. Like, what? <laughs> yep, love that. Caruso got a ring, and shout out to our a fan favorite of the pod, J.R. Smith, for getting his, I believe, second ring. Shout out to J.R. He earned it. Don't you dare try and take it away from him, Jake. Shout out to LeBron's coattails. <laughs> you guys see, as soon as the whistle rang or whatever, or the, or the buzzer went off, immediately shirtless. Oh, no. Smith. He, took it, he took his shirt off like before like the final whistle, <laughs> the, the final buzzer. Probably getting some crunches in. He's like, I'm going to look fucking amazing. And he was also, I believe he was also the first person to hold the Larry O'Brien trophy. <laughs> <laughs> Not even AD or LeBron, but JR. <laughs> Oh, man, that's, that's amazing. Like, call me crazy. When JR was on this roster, all of a sudden the Lakers were favored to win it all. That's all I'm yeah. going to say. Yeah. That's all I'll, I'm going to say. I'll also add, and I didn't really think about this uh, when it happened, but technically the NBA bubble bracket challenge that we started like what seems like 90 days ago just ended this past weekend. Like I know it was technically over, but – the champion was just crowned for that. We haven't even talked about the NBA bubble bracket challenge for like three weeks. We just wanted the loser. We all knew that. True. We didn't want to elevate anybody. We just wanted to drag one person down and he succeeded. I <laughs> oh, love that. All, all right. right. And- we, got, uh, we got one more. We have our very own Tucker Hoon going down to Florida and absolutely crushing the competition with a 15 strikeout, no hitter performance. Gotta love it boys. Oh man. Yeah. I think, I think Jake, Jake was the one who, who brought this to our attention, but this is really the BB lot bump that, that Tuck received here. We saw it with Brandon Bailey only had one strikeout through three games uh, in, in the major leagues came back, came on the pod, went back out, Three strikeouts immediately. Tucker Hoon uh, it proved the exact same thing. Coop, am intern I correct? Dan. Yeah, intern Dan. Uh, Coop, am I correct that Tuck was actually a hit, a single hit batter away from a perfect game? I believe you are correct. Yeah. That is a tough pill to yeah. swallow. Still, I mean, take nothing away from the performance. I mean, 
having 15 strikeouts and no hitter, I think. And what, what I is to believe the, uh, like the best, like select baseball tournament in the country or one of the top ones, uh, to do that is, uh, pretty fucking sick. So good for him. St. Thomas is just like, he's ours. We claimed him. Back the fuck <laughs> yeah. up. Yeah. You already signed the paperwork. Can't, oh, oh, can't go no. anywhere else. Oh. <laughs> We're D1. See, We're... get away. <laughs> Dang. Well, good for Tucker. That's awesome. That's a, that's all we have boys. All righty. Well, we'll just keep on chugging. Boys, we got a little gauntlet beef to uh to hash out tonight. Um, looks like the losers this week include Cooper and Zambi. Cooper with the Bucks, Zambi with the 49ers. I'll give the microphone to the losers, starting with Coop. How are you guys feeling? With uh, Coop, you're at two strikes, and Zambi, you just got your first strike. Yeah, um, I can't say I'm feeling too confident right now. <laughs> given that I think I'm in the uh, sixth slot this week for uh, picking. And um, yeah, I would say that my cockiness got, got in the way last week. You know, I wanted to spite Jake and pick the bucks, but that, uh, that back backfired uh, rather largely. So um, yeah, we'll, we'll just, you know, have to wait and see what happens. It should be brought to everyone's attention that Cooper also picked this game as the first overall pick. Oh, oh like man. In the gauntlet. <laughs> Khalil Mack demands an apology, Cooper. He demands it. Tom Brady looked like a scared little Bambi out there. Didn't hey, know that, what down that, it was. That one slot, you know, it's, uh, it's a little intimidating. You know, you have uh, – <laughs> You have the you have the you know the full kitchen at your disposal and you know you don't know where to go or what direction to go so I you know got a little flustered and like I said it backfired but you know we'll see we'll see what this week brings possibly a henna tattoo <laughs> possibly Zambi how are you feeling after your first strike you know I honestly thought with the Niners getting Garoppolo back and a few other guys that it'd be a safe pick at home. <laughs> and uh was it Palo Alto but um yeah you know it just really surprised me I was three for three on my parlay in the morning and then the spreads for the Hawks and the Niners just didn't play out um it's not how you start it's where you finish so I'm feeling pretty confident still um I was like second to last I think for picks when we started so uh green and Patchers are going to be ahead um I'm going to take a more calculated approach, I think, in my next couple of picks. <laughs> so Nothing with that, sure. we'll take a shot. <laughs> Man, I was so glad I was in Portland this weekend and was not watching the Niners game with Izzy because that she, I was just receiving this angry text. God, we fucking suck. We're fucking garbage. God damn it. <laughs> like, oh, okay. It's okay. You know, I can't understand because the Bears are four and one and I can't really empathize, but uh, – Yeah, we'll, we'll keep moving right along. Um, I'm feeling pretty good about this gauntlet challenge, boys. I don't know about you. Um, no strikes. You're, you're still undefeated, right? You're no, undefeated. Ooh, perfect I've page been for calling them. I've been walked, and I have my first ball. So we're feeling <laughs> pretty good. We're feeling pretty good. Um, I guess we can, we can recoup some of these games this week. Cowboys versus, uh, what is it, the Giants, it looks like. Coop, how are you feeling about the Dak injury? Give me, give me the deets. 
Yeah, I mean, I can't say I feel too great. Um, that was that was tough to watch. I mean, the guy was on an absolute tear and um, was probably going to get you know pretty some pretty nice money if you know he continued that trend. But um, yeah, you hate to see an injury like that. Kind of mirrors what Alex Smith and Teddy Bridgewater went through. Maybe not to that extent, but um, still still a season ender for sure. Um, but I, I like I said in the intro, I like Andy Dalton. I think given the weapons he has around him, he can probably can't do exactly what Dak did, but I think he can, you know, salvage something out of the season. And I still like our chances to win the division. I mean, <laughs> we have the Redskins and Giants, so <laughs> and the Eagles. <laughs> Eagles lost again. Henning and I were were debating this. We were wondering how, like, the least amount of wins someone could win the NFC East by. Um, and we believe it's three and thirteen. And in that scenario, it's like all the division you lose every non-division game, obviously, like every team, and then you just all split with each other, and it goes down to like tiebreaker. So <laughs> I would love for a five. Like I don't think a three and thirteen is realistic, but a six and ten or five and eleven would be hilarious in the NFC. East. Oh, I mean, I'm definitely definitely thinking that our ceiling is a 10 and six season, but we're definitely, definitely in line to go nine and seven or eight and eight and still Your ceiling right now is a 10 and six season. That's what I'm thinking. I, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I like, I like Andy Dalton, but I don't like him winning, you know, nine more games. Oh, I, I, I didn't, fair. I didn't I think, think it was low. I, I thought it was way too high. That's why it's a ceiling, Jake. Yeah, yeah, not a sky roof, not the great glass elevator. What are you talking about? <laughs> this is here? the ceiling of the Sears Tower, Jay. And it, it's not because I'm doubting Andy Dalton. I'm doubting your defense. Your defense. Well, is my terrible. my two cents is that I think, and a lot of like ESPN touch on this, but I think everyone's going to step up. I think our defense will play better. I think Zeke's going to play better. Um. And I think, I mean, we have winnable games. I mean, obviously, I think we play the Ravens. That's a loss and play a couple other big dogs. But um, for the most part, I mean, I think Andy can get the job done in, you know, a couple games. And I think the defense will step up when they need to. But like I said, 10 and 6, that's that's our absolute ceiling. Fair enough, fair enough. I'll accept the argument. (laughs) All right. We'll, We'll take it. We'll take it. Yeah. Super sad to see that on Sunday. You know, Dak was pretty beat up about it. So, thoughts and prayers to him for sure. Um, Chiefs versus Raiders. Boys, anyone have any hot takes about this one? Well, I just have one question for you. What what are we to make of the Raiders this year? Because they've looked pretty good in a couple of games. And then, like, they didn't look very good at all against the Patriots. And then the Bills, they they were in that game, could have won, but eh, are are the are the Raiders legit? I think they're legit enough or legit against teams that have really good offenses and bad and like not the best defenses. So I think they play well against like the Seahawks, like the Chiefs here. Because that offense can definitely, you know. They can run the ball. They have the deep threat now with rugs. They have Darren Waller, who's a beast at tight end. Um, but I just I just don't think Derek Carr is like if 
If it's a playoff game and they're playing a good defense, I don't want Derek Carr as my quarterback. I agree. <laughs> yeah, not much more to add about the, the Raiders. That was it. Great you know upset. Saying Derek Carr is the best in the AFC West now, best quarterback. Yeesh. I don't know Chiefs about that. wasted their money. But we'll move along. Seahawks versus Vikings, the main event Sunday night. Uh, Russ saved the day yet again. Zambi, how are we feeling? Yeah, well, uh, the Seahawks, they just live – excuse me. They love to give me hypertension. These games are always just so stressful. Pete Carroll was quoted as saying, uh, we like these close games because they're fun. Yeah, they're fun, but you're going to give people heart attacks here. Our defense is historically one of the worst in yards allowed per game. And I think we've had three one-score games um, compared to the Chargers. And we've won all of them. The Chargers haven't won any of them. I do think that DK Metcalf is still just an absolute animal. He's received high praise from people around the league, calling him the next Megatron by Jamal Adams. And through his first 20 games, only one receiver has more yards and touchdowns than him. It's Randy Moss. Pretty good company to be in right now. Um, other than that, uh, going into the bye week this week, um, pretty confident that uh, Jamal will be back. Our injury bug will be a little bit better going into week seven. And my closing comments here, um, I think Bruce Irvin is drunk on Twitter right now. <laughs> He's been on a Twitter tirade calling out Javen Clowney, who left the Seahawks for money and a defense that works for him saying that uh Clowney still has the same amount of sacks as him on the year note Irvin tore his ACL in week two we're in week five right now also called out Le'Veon Bell saying that he hated on Jamal for leaving the Jets now he's gone and I'll leave us with a positive warm note here Bruce did say if he's going to play in 2021 he'll be with the Hawks go Hawks baby yeah that I mean, because I picked Seattle in my pick for last week. And so this was, I felt like my first time really like watching one of those games, like where I'm like, fuck, I need to win this. I don't want to have this BYU tattoo. That's Cooper's job. But um, God, it, it just feels like Seattle just like I hadn't, I didn't even doubt. Like as soon as they got that stop on fourth and one, I'm like, yeah, they're winning the game. Right. Whereas if, like any other team got it besides maybe the chiefs, I'm like, oh, you know, they still probably won't win. Yeah, I was watching this game with a diehard Seahawks fan, Courtney Waters, and we had quite a long weekend, Zane's birthday weekend, for those of you who don't know. Uh, and I'll tell you what, once you turn 26, it's tough to stay up past uh, 7 p.m. We, we both fell asleep on the couch watching the game, woke up with 26 seconds to go, with the Seahawks on like the two yard line. And I can't even describe to you the panic that was in Courtney's eyes, waking up to see that. Um, <laughs> but once again, you know, Russ is going to do Russ and it's, it's frustrating. If you're not a Seahawks fan, it is also just incredible to watch that guy in the fourth quarter. Absolutely. What is his name? Uh, Mr. Unlimited. Oh, God. Yeah. I feel like he'll show up on us and do that. Oh, God. I had to, I had to shout him out. Sorry. Um, 
But you know what? That was that was definitely awesome to watch. So uh, go Hawks. Moving on. Week six. The order this week is Zane to Chris to Dan to me to Jake to Coop. Oh. All right. Zane, you're on the clock. <clears throat> this is pretty easy for me. I'm going to take a sure pick this week just because I'm looking at the board and I don't see too many sure picks. I think I see like two that I'm very, very confident in. Everything else I could see being upsets. I'm going to take Baltimore over Philadelphia. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Um, yeah, I don't see a world where Baltimore loses that game. Yeah, so... Uh, Sorry. <laughs> now go for it. Yeah, so um, I'm pretty sure this is the second game that Zane had in mind. I'm taking the Patriots over the Broncos. Sorry, Will Lynn. Another pick against your Broncos. Oh. <laughs> I'm but pretty sure. Might be in. Yeah, Uh-oh. I don't know. I think, uh, I think Cam's going to be back. I really don't see the spirit of Spokane leading a victory over a Bill Belichick <laughs> team at home. And, yeah, I mean, other than that, like Zane said, just not a lot of really easy picks on the board. So, (laughs) fingers crossed. Man, Zambi, I'm really hoping the spirit of Spokane just smacks you in the face this Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll be in Spokane, so who knows? (laughs) Oh, wow. All right. Uh, Are we picking for Dan here? I I do. Dan has submitted his his picks. I'm going to go with the first one that he listed. Daniel is taking the Colts this week over Cincinnati. I like it. I like that pick. It's a good pick. I really like that one too. I don't know why, and I have no evidence to back it up, but there's a part of my gut feels like this is a trap pick. Like I feel like Burrow could be biting, and I know that the Colts have like the best defense, but I don't know. I just can't buy into the Colts yet. I can't do it. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I think it's uh, Philip Rivers. Throwing <laughs> crazy interceptions. <laughs> don't you hate on Phil. All right? We don't take that on this podcast. <laughs> uh, all right. I guess it's my turn. Wow, that was quick. Um, lot of. I feel like there's a lot of trap games here. Lots of trap games. I would say I'm, the rest. The rest are trap games. I'm going to go a little risky, a little risky bisky. Uh, do I want to go risky bisky? Risky Trubisky? Oh, no. I don't think I can go Mitchy risky Trubisky. <laughs> there's, one, there's one more that I'm looking at that I feel pretty confident in, but, but I didn't pick it because I wanted to leave it to Coop. Hey, oh. I'm still here. I oh this is actually one of my I I like this pick a lot actually I'm gonna go Lions over Jaguars. Ooh. I don't Ooh. know how much I like that one. Ooh, cat fight! Wow. <laughs> I just don't know if the Jaguars can beat anyone this year. Dude, uh, but the Lions love going up by twenty and then forgetting how to play football. <laughs> Sounds like my kind of team. Sounds like. <laughs> <a> <laughs> Oh, man. He's been hurt before, and he's just going back to it. <laughs> I, love I think that's pen. a solid pick. Um, going for me now, um, 
I don't see a lot of gold, so I'm going to be betting against trash. So I'm taking Dolphins over Jets. Jets suck. Dolphins seem to be pretty good now. And this is just more, again, a detriment against the Jets than anything the, the Dolphins have done. I just – like, honestly, unless they were playing the Giants, I don't know who I wouldn't pick over the Jets. Quick question. Is Flacco still their starting quarterback? doesn't matter. It does matter, Jake. It does matter. They're not throwing to anybody. I believe he is. If not, I don't care. I'll take Darnold or Flacco. (laughs) Hmm. Well, Coop, it's to you, and this is a big one. I do – the pick is still there that I've been eyeballing. Ooh. Um, Bet against the Bears again, Coop. (laughs) (laughs) Not going to do that. Um, So I'm eyeing two games. The – I think, and really risking it all right now, but oh, I think I'm going to take the Giants over the Redskins. Oh. What? It's locked. It's locked. <laughs> yeah, were, you know, call it. two more games that I saw there. What were you thinking? Vikings over Falcons? Packers. I, I love the Packers over Tampa Bay. Titans over it. Texans, I was thinking. I also I like I love. I don't know if I love the Packers over the 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 bucks but i mean my 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 rational is that i think you know recency bias i like what i saw from the giants last week i think their defense is is solid i think daniel jones and jason garrett kind of have something going and i think the redskins are just a dumpster fire given their quarterback situation so it could be it could be be a shitty pick and i could be walking away with a byu henna tattoo come next week but Boy. You know, sometimes you got to roll the dice and see what happens. Cooper's you put rationale all here. your money on the New York <laughs> Giants. Cooper's rationale here is, oh, I just watched the Giants play for the first time, and they almost beat the Cowboys, so they got to be good. I'm taking them. <laughs> you know, like, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. The game I was eyeballing, and this could totally be my bias as well, Rams over the Niners. I, the Niners are kind of oof right now. I don't know. I got. I would have to see like the Niners lay two more eggs. I yeah. feel. I just feel like that against the Rams are due for a shit game at four and one. That is true. But I feel but, like I could see Jared Goff laying an egg. I could too. I also, I could also I see think, Daniel Jones laying an egg. I yeah, th- if I, mean, I if I didn't hate Green Bay, I would have taken them. Yeah, that's like one of the more sure picks up there. Yeah, because that – I don't know what who can stop that offense. Like, they won't be able to run, but Aaron Rodgers doesn't give a fuck. So I just, I just have a hard time betting against Tom Brady to lose two times in a row. That is, that is a fair point. That's a good argument. So, uh, Awesome. Well, good shit, boys. Uh, looking forward to the, another week of the gauntlet. I'm not going to lie. It's been kind of fun to uh, – keep track of all this and, uh, you know, see how our picks work out. But I'm going to go ahead and pass it off to uh, Mr. Chris Zamblin to take us to his first ad of the night. Hello, hello. Ad number one for Zambi here. As many of you guys know, yesterday was uh, Indigenous Peoples Day. And so in the spirit of Seattle, I have uh, pulled together a few facts about the Duwamish people. A big thing about their history is oral history. You can learn a historical view that gives people a foundation for making healthy decisions for themselves and their communities. 
The stories of the Puget Sound people contain traditional teachings of proper conduct and protocol. In today's world, we need a little bit more of that, in my opinion. These teachings are the wealth of the Duwamish communities. Without them, individuals are thought to be bound in a state of psychological poverty. Elements of generosity and kindness are reinforced with ethics of hard work, hard work and good health and all things that bind the tribe as community. And in such a divisive world, world that we're in now, we could use some of these lifestyles and oral histories. And with that, that is your fun fact about the Duwamish people from the Puget Sound. Zambi out. I like that. That was a, that was a great palate cleanser for all the, all the bad news that's been going on this week. Thank Most you. definitely. <laughs> uh, okay. Jake, get us started here. That passes it on to Jake, the, the specter of our Halloween spooktacular segments. <laughs> okay, so today we'll be doing a, a new uh, three pick'em draft uh, between the two hosts and our special guest, Mr. Zane. Um, it'll be the scariest athletes of all time. Um, oh, the order's been changed. I see I apparently have the first pick right now. I thought I was picking second, but it will go Jake, then Jay Page, then Z oh, no, nope. excuse me, Jake, Zane, then Jay Page. God, reading, very hard. That's the real scary part. <laughs> uh, without further ado, I will be taking none other than Mike Tyson, number one. I mean, the dude's insane. Like, you can just watch, like, a 20-minute YouTube clip of all his knockouts and it's, it's not any else of the fight. It's just all his knockouts because there's that many of them. <laughs> Fit off a guy's ear. He does own tigers. He doesn't give a fuck. And now he's agreeing to fight at the age of what, like 55? So clearly he's just ready anytime. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty easy number one overall right there. I will say, I do think his voice honestly makes him scarier. It makes him more like almost serial killer-like. Honestly, yeah. because it's so soft-spoken. Yeah. <laughs> Great yeah, pick. And his trash talk as well. Some of the things he has said in his, uh, in his like pre-fight interviews, even to like reporters, are just like frightening. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Zane, what do you got for us? All right. Was he uh, in mind for you? What's that? Was was Mike Tyson in play for you? Oh, absolutely. I, I, I figured he was going to be the number one overall. I, I think this was like as easy as picking, uh, picking Joe Burrow number one this year, but I, I'm going to, I'm going to take a guy that I think is going to, I don't think he'll be on here very long. Uh, multi sport athlete, just one of the most frightening looking human beings, not to mention uh, his experience in the octagon. I'm going to go Brock Lesnar oh. as one of the frightening athletes of all time. The sheer size of that man. I think at Iowa, he won like a collegiate wrestling uh, championship. Uh, he played football for a little while. And then he went into the, to the UFC ring and won several heavyweight titles. That is a scary freaking human being right there. Brock Lesnar. I mean, that's, that's a great pick, I feel. I mean, just the versatility. And clearly, the guy just loves to hit people. And 
I mean, the fact that he was not only a wrestling champion, but then was able to play, was it linebacker or D-lineman? He's a D-lineman, right? Was he on D-line. the Vikings yeah. or something? He like was that? on the Vikings. Yeah. yeah. Like, he has speed, too, so he's going to catch you. Not, not only that, he has a sword tattooed right down the center of his chest, which is, like, uh, up there with all-time tattoos right there next to Tyson's face tattoo. <laughs> I yield my time. Okay, great, great. Moving on, Jay Page, who do you have in the one seed? This is a this is a tough pick. Um, hmm. I got the I got the snake here, right? Because it, it's coming back around to me, right? Oh yeah, you got the head and the tail, baby. All right, all right, all right, all right. I'm working on it. I think my first pick is going to be a bit of a wild card. Uh oh. Uh oh. I'm going Sean Oakman, the meme. Baylor defensive end. Oh. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna say him as an honorable mention. Jake, that was my guy who I was saying I don't, I had to look up his name. <laughs> oh really? Okay, okay. Who is this guy? He's clearly the, he, he's. A you name. don't remember the Baylor meme? He has his like Baylor jersey just oh, showing his okay, gigantic yeah. abs. Bro, he's like six eight, two eighty, five percent body fat. Just a monstrous human being. Monstrous human being. And then it is, it is a wild, wild first pit round pick, I'd say. Even second round pick, kind of wild. Well, you know, when the two when the two top dogs get picked, especially Mike Tyson, it's a little, little <laughs> top after that. Uh, and I think to back him up in his corner, I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm kind of weighing between two guys right here. Hmm. See this new guy that I researched. I don't know if I should pick him. Do it. You won't. Is this what he? Is this what he looks like? I gotta see a picture first. You gotta this see what the. He looks like. <laughs> I gotta see what this guy looks like. Hold on. We'll Hours of research him. went into this pick right here. A lot of thought. <laughs> Dane and I are staring at our cork boards. This, this plastered <laughs> with information. Oh, and, I like this you know, guy. Interviews with the relatives. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, you know, I'm just going to kind of go with my gut here. Oh, wait. We got something. I'm going to oh. go with uh, I'm gonna go with Rampage Jackson. Nice. Oh, that's a nice choice. Great that's name, too. Uh, Scary name. Yeah. Yeah. Great Terrifying name. Being. And he's going to be backing up Sean Open right there. Shoot, that's a that's a scary that's, team. That's a that's a great one-two punch right there. <laughs> Sean o- Sean Oakman is all about that image though, because I'm pretty sure he never played in the NFL or anything. But that image is horrifying. Yes. You send that guy as your captain every single coin toss that you could possibly send him to. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure that uh, Sean Oakman didn't he have a sexual assault charge? Yeah, while he was at there was like a like a rape allegation. Oh, it was proven like. He was proven not guilty, so it kind of fucked up his NFL career, but ah. still a scary mother- motherfucker nonetheless. Yes. <laughs> All righty. Well, Daring away think, from that. <laughs> I believe it's back to me. Um, I, I'm not sure how this guy actually fell to the second round. Uh, I guess I, I'm looking at all the names. These are all scary guys, so he's, he's right there up there with the best of them. Uh, Sir Ray Lewis, oh, one of the scariest damn. people uh, that's ever played. 
football. Also one of the scariest people who's gotten away with murder. So, I mean, <laughs> this guy is just a scary person. Uh, there's videos of him just banging his head against his like helmet before games to get him fired up. His little intro dance that he does walking through the tunnel, lifting his knee into the air. That's scary. Uh, any wide receiver who, who's ever had a lineup across the line of scrimmage from him will tell you how scary he is. Ladies and gentlemen, easy pick, Ray Lewis. Ooh, that's a nice one. Um, I was honestly, that was going to be my number two. Now I'm debating on, on between two of my other picks. Uh, I think I'm going to go the mountain, Game of oh. Thrones, because he's a weightlifter. Yep. Count it. I mean, just with Mike Tyson's fury and his strength. Um, hang on, I gotta actually Google his name. I've... Gregor is wait, wait, what is it? Is his, his actual name's Gregor, right? Gregor Clegan. Very Icelandic. I know that. Uh, hang on, the mountain. It's gonna oh, be no, very Icelandic. His name is Ha. ha you're not gonna be able to pronounce it. Hafjord <laughs> Julius Bjornsson. That's pretty good. That's nice. <laughs> Yeah, I think I'm just oh, going to write I, the mountain. <laughs> I don't think – I think he has the, what, world record for deadlift. Like, I mean, the video of, like, yeah. Conor McGregor sparring him where he's just kicking and is literally bouncing, like, four feet off him. Like, yeah, he's just, like, prowling him like a grizzly, too, and McGregor's just, like, yeah. jabbing, jabbing, weave, jabbing, weave. <laughs> fuck, fuck, I wish this octagon was a little bigger. <laughs> just wasting his energy, punching his gigantic <laughs> chest. Um, okay, and then for my third one, I really like this is my dark horse. This is my uh, my sleeper. It's uh, Richard Lane, aka the Night Train Lane. Um, he's the NFL leader in interceptions. He's had 14 interceptions in a single season back when there was only 12 games. Um, how he got his job with the LA Rams in the 50s. His on his way to work, the bus pat would just go by the L.A. Rams office, and he just brought them newspaper clippings of him from college. They're like, try out. And they saw him in one scrimmage. They're like, holy shit. This guy just lays people out. And night train lane all the way. Hmm. That's interesting. Deep cut there, Jake. Uh, he, he might be scary. I just know nothing about that individual. <laughs> really fourth all oh man he played for the rams and chicago you know as a newly dubbed rams fan i don't think i was oh, watching boy, i forgot your history was this bounce back and forth like oh call me crazy i don't know rams players from the 1950s jake Not sorry even someone with the name like night train <laughs> oh my god this this is the problem with la fans all right i guess that leaves me and oh man, I still have a lot of my, my, my list is long here. So I'm going to have to, I think I'm too, I'm also going to go wild card on this one. Everyone's kind of gone wild card so far, uh, at least once. So I will do the same honor code scouts honor. I'm going to go with a hockey player. Some of the oh. most frightening oh. individuals on the planet. Uh, and this guy is probably the most frightening modern day hockey player there is six foot nine without skates over seven feet with skates. Zdeno Chara of 
the Boston Bruins. I don't know. He's frightening on ice. Just picture him on land. Uh, <laughs> Slovakian hockey player. I mean, ooh. Zdeno Chara. <laughs> Oh, that God. is a nice one. The sheer size of Team Zane is is what makes us just very, very scary, I think. Uh, I would be worried, but I believe the mountain can counteract some of the size. Agreed. But the mountain, you get him on ice, he's done. If we're on land, Zidano still <laughs> well, okay, brings his if skates. If any of the fight is on an ice <laughs> rink, I think you have an advantage. We'll give right, you if, that caveat. If they're not on ice, Zidano can still bring his skates and use them as weapons. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> You'd have to cut through a lot of mountain. <laughs> All right. The last pick. I am I am down a rabbit hole, boys. I'm doing my research on the fly. And I have two picks that are just the most absurd picks of all time. God. I don't know who to go with. Who do I have? I have Oakman and I have Rampage. I think I need a little girth to help out with the uh, – <laughs> I need some more girth. This is this man. I don't even know what his name is, but he's scheduled to fight Martin Ford, who was my 3B pick. I'm going to go with the Iranian Hulk. Check this guy out. Um, uh, do you want us to Google, or are you putting it up on the screen? <laughs> uh, I got it. Sajad Garibi. I'm just going to Google Iranian Hulk and hope that guy shows up. Is he yeah. Is he an athlete? Jesus. Oh, wow. Is this a, is this a real person, J-Page? Yeah. All right, <laughs> fine. I'll look it up. He's a mixed Dude. martial artist. Yeah. Whatever happens, we're having – we're oh having God. the mountain fight. There's this no way that's that real. would be the, 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 the matchup everyone came to see. <laughs> My hot take is this guy wouldn't actually be able to move. But like, <laughs> yeah, how do you hold somebody? How does he tie his shoes? <laughs> Bro, he's probably way quicker than you think, dude. He's he reminds me of the SpongeBob episode where SpongeBob pumps his muscles. <laughs> he can't lift anything. I love there's one picture with him like shushing like he's trying to be quiet with this his sausage like finger <laughs> i don't think this guy is stealthy hold on hold on look at this damn video hold on this okay, guy is okay. i'm gonna put it in the uh in the group chat hold on copy or in right, the video while, chat. while he's doing that let's let's have cooper and zamblin uh i think cooper you're up first right for the for the rankings oh no let's get some honorable mentions in first oh and yeah that's a that's a good point um, so I, I also had Sean Oakman and Ray Lewis on my list. Um, but a couple others I had, I had the, I went, uh, WWE here. I went the undertaker. Yep. Scary. Very, very he lifts scary his motherfucker. Long hair with a top hat has an absolutely electric entrance and just the name itself. Undertaker just makes me want to shit my pants. He could do know. some, some shit with his eyes where he'd like put them back and like, it was crazy. Yeah, exactly. Um, very, very scary, dude. I, yeah. I like that. Yeah, no, Undertaker, that's a good one. Uh, <clears throat> what I was thinking is Vontez Perfect. 
Nice. I was also thinking that. Ooh. Originally, I was like, okay, Cam Chancellor, but Vontez Perfect doesn't give a shit about a person's well-being. He'll just take your head off. <laughs> and so that's why I'm going with him. ASU alum, let's go. I almost went with Aaron Donald on one, but I just don't think he has that, like, rage I need on my team. You know what yeah. I mean? He's he's scary on the football field. I feel like if you see him off the field, you're, he's he almost could be like an average Joe. Like what? A, like a larger, but like I don't know. He doesn't look scary. Like with he without his pads look on. Scary, but I wouldn't call. It's Aaron scary. Donald average. Well, like, but the, he doesn't. You wouldn't guess he's like a monster <laughs> NFL player. You look at all these other guys, and you're like, oh, that dude is scary. Who was the one linebacker that played for the Steelers that was just an absolute? Uh, Brian Bosworth? Point. No. He was on my list. That's a scary mofo right there. The Boz was on the Hawks. Oh, yeah. Jerome uh, Bettis is another one. Yeah, but I feel like he's a softie outside the, lo- or outside the football field. Lawrence Taylor is. James, is a big James mix. Harrison. James Harrison. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a good one. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like he's too busy posting Instagram workout videos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, w- I almost went Spartacus. I didn't know if that would count, but you know, he was a gladiator before. Um, I don't know if we count that as a sport, the oldest sport, the oldest sport. And he has general experience. So, yeah. you know, you'd be a great leader for Mike Tyson in the mountain. The, the only other two I had, I had Indomica Sue. I feel like that is a scary individual. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Troy Polamalu. Not because of, uh, like, I mean, I should just say strictly because of the way he moves on the football field. He seems to not tackle, like, with his arms, but with his, like, chest and just throws his entire body at you. I'll never forget uh, in college when USC was playing Kansas State and there was a punt return and he was on the punt team and decided just to decapitate the poor Kansas State return man. That is one of the scarier videos that's allowed on YouTube. Um, but a lot of scary individuals out there. <laughs> yeah. I was that, thinking, uh, oh, sorry. Go for Zam. Uh, I was going to say, uh, <clears throat> I don't know if you guys have seen this video, but the here comes the boom, hardest NFL hits, or excuse me, it's uh, football hits. That Troy Polamalu one is like one of the first ones and just gets you hyped. <laughs> Definitely. My honorable mention was Martin Ford. I don't know if you guys have seen that guy, but whew, scary motherfucker. Hey, your cuts are so deep in this. I, I don't know half the people that you brought up. I went down a rabbit hole when you guys were talking about, you know, Ray Lewis. <laughs> and and so I'm looking on. at Iran and Union <laughs> Hulk. And- okay, well, okay. Now that we have fight. all it's the teams. Anyways, go for it. Who, Chris, who do you think is the winner. We'll start with, we'll start with Chris, just because he's on top of my screen for the. God, why do you guys keep calling me Chris? <laughs> okay, Zambalan, let's get it going. All right. Um, I don't think Iran Hulk has much mobility. Sean Oakman might be locked up tomorrow. We don't know. Jake Tyson's pretty good. No idea who that third guy is. So I have to go with Zane again. Two weeks in a oh, row. Fuck. Let's go. Oh Lesnar, a Seahawk. Ray Lewis got away with murder, and he's a person of Christ. <laughs> and Chara, you can't lose a fight. 
in uh, Chell if you're fighting with him. So, <laughs> yeah, Ch- Chara is one of those. If you play Chell, you understand how scary Chara is. <laughs> he is a great press Y guy. Wait, who did you have J Page second or me second? Uh, let's see. <sighs> Sorry, J Page. <laughs> oh my. Who the hell is Jake's third guy? Who are who, who is the Iranian Hulk? <laughs> yeah, Paige, you really oh, showing yourself on the foot with that pick there, bud. The beefcake. What are you guys talking it about? It sounds like it's from a Marvel alt- alternate universe. He <laughs> oh, looks like he's from a Marvel alternate universe. Doctor Bruce yeah, Banner is actually an Iranian scientist. <laughs> All right. Well, whatever. He's scary as fuck. I don't know what you guys are talking about. He does look scary. The fact that video you sent us, the fact he's talking to a bird in the opening scene is, uh, oh, fuck, this guy. Mike Tyson also had birds. That There's a weird correlation on people who talk to birds and their scariness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Cooper, help, help, help us out here. Um, unfortunately, I'm going to have to follow uh, Zambi oh, on this fuck one. you. I think, you know, Zane is definitely the clear-cut winner with his, with his three. Mm. I mean, if you see that – if you meet up with that trio in a back alley, I'm for certain <laughs> needing a new pair of underpants. That's, that's for damn sure. Um, and then, yeah, Jake, I like – I definitely like your first two with Titus in the mountain, but this Richard Lampick, I don't <laughs> – it doesn't help that I don't know who he is. So <laughs> – Yeah, you guys just are – oh, God. Oh, we're not <laughs> cultured, Jake, because we don't pay attention to 1950s NFL? Hundred percent, yes. <laughs> and then I, I definitely love Paige's uh, Oakman pick. That he's a scary motherfucker, and um, don't know too much about Rampage, but I know, know kind of the image she presents, and yeah, the Hulk just what the what the fuck, dude. Coop, to give you a quick, quick little glimpse into Rampage Jackson on the show, the uh, the Ultimate Fighter, he was one of the coaches, and something happened that pissed him off, and he was walking off the set and kicked down like a door that's not wooden. It was like an aluminum door, and he just punched the crap out of it and kicked it down. Rampage Jackson's frightening individual. Yeah, yeah. So, obviously, you don't want to be fighting that guy. Okay, well. Who's two and who's three? Uh, Jake, then Paige. Oh, my God. I, I I still think Zane's paint. Two wins in a row. This is this is too easy. And, and while we're on, last week too. While we're talking about last week, I I gotta bring up what happened because while we did the voting on the show with the interns, obviously I won. Uh, and then Jake demanded that we do a Twitter poll. We did a Twitter I, poll. I anonymous. Did not you did. If go back to the pod, you said <laughs> after Zamblin just sang the Beetlejuice song. He said, oh, I like the Beetlejuice song. That's why I picked Paige over Jake. You said, oh, we need a Twitter poll. (laughs) We did a Twitter poll. We did it anonymously so no one knew whose list was who. And you did not get a single Netflix and chill vote. Well, that's because (laughs) I did not vote in the poll, which I would hope my competitors did not either. But I don't have confidence, especially from somebody who has two Twitter handles, his own, and the BB lot. Or, or is no one else going to point this out, that that Zane's, you know, eaten twice over here? I, you can check the record. The BB lot has never been used to cast a vote. I always vote for myself, though. 
I would. Love I demand Netflix. proof. I would love to Netflix and chill with myself. It's not my fault that you couldn't get yourself to watch a movie with you. You know, it's a hard task. <laughs> right. Okay, okay. We'll cool down with a little Zamblin segment. Take it away, Zambi. All right, all right. It's time for Zambi's Corner this week. Last weekend, we brought to you the top 10 anticipated Halloween costumes of 2020. And so, in the spirit of fall, we will bring it back. It might be PSL season. You might have to go to the pumpkin patch with your significant other. You may risk COVID to dress up as one of your costumes from last week. I don't know. But maybe you're introverted. Maybe you like food. Regardless, here are a few of my fall picks for the fun harvest dishes. Please feel free to reach out if you'd like any of these recipes. Starting off, we have the roasted garlic spaghetti squash lasagna boat. Super easy. If your girlfriend's vegetarian, you can sub tempeh, but it really works good with, uh, with beef here. We have the fall harvest honeycrisp apple and kale salad. Definitely Instagram worthy. A baked sweet potato parmesan tater tot. Sign me up. And now these, pa- these next couple picks, they're a little bit in line with each other here, but we do have a slow cooker creamy wild rice soup with butter roasted mushrooms. Or if you're feeling a little saucy, a slow cooker red wine Sunday ragu pasta. Put on the bachelorette and you're good to go. Coming in at the third to last pick here, we do have the Instapot Pesto Zupa Toscana. Not really sure that is, but it looked damn good. <laughs> the Instapot Broccoli Cheddar and Zucchini Soup. It is soup season. It's windy as hell here in Seattle. It's going to be raining for the next four months. Try to avoid that seasonal depression, you guys. And rounding it out, I would be not a good intern if I did not bring this up in October. A pumpkin beer pretzel with chipotle queso. If you're lucky enough to be in Spokane, the no-lie pretzel is very good. Mm. If you're going a little west, Leavenworth, not a bad call. And I'm sure there's some spots in Seattle. I just have not tried it out yet. But with that, that is Zambi's Corner. Thank you. Oh, man. My tummy's growling. Uh, Just to throw in a little spot in Seattle there, uh, Rhinehouse has a pretty decent pretzel with a couple of different (laughs) flavors of uh, cheese and mustard to throw in there as well. God, how, how much is that going to cost me? $30, though? Yeah, and an arm and a leg. But, uh... Sports businesses, Coop. <laughs> hey, I mean, just Amazon Prime it. Fun I mean, fact. you Ooh. could just go to Rhinehouse and pull a Buckmaster and just Uh-oh. drunkenly eat one of the preserved Uh-oh. pretzels for free. Oh, my God. <laughs> Gross. Yikes. Um, <laughs> there is a good German place. Right on Finney Ridge. Um, I forgot what it's I've called. I've been there. I've been there too. It's called oh. wor- something worst. Verse? No, it's called Prost. Prost. Oh, I was close, huh? <laughs> pretty close. Pretty close. <laughs> is this in uh, San Diego or Seattle? Yeah, Finney Ridge is in Seattle. Oh. Jake, if you lived in Seattle, Seattle, you would know. I'm getting flack from the guy living in San Diego right now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if we're interfering with your suntanning hour. Better better that than federal way. Federal, I'm feeling some kind of way. 
God, all right, let's get let's get the hell out of here and get on to the MLB playoff update. We are officially in championship series mode uh, on the American League side, which we don't really care that much about, unless you're Jake going for the for the title right here and the hundred dollar bottle of whiskey. The Astros and the Rays are are the two teams competing there. Uh, the Rays. Really upset the, well, I don't know if it's an upset so much, but they beat the Yankees in what was a nail-biter of a series. And the Astros, they did it again. They beat the Athletics. Um, And so, but that being said, the Astros are on the verge of going down 3-0 tonight with Tampa Bay currently up right now, 5-2. I think we are all in alignment wanting to see the Astros fall sooner rather than later. On the uh, National League side, you have my Dodgers versus the Braves. Uh, the Braves were able to knock off the Marlins, who I think made it further than anyone thought, unless your name's Jake. Uh, and then you have the Dodgers knock off the Padres. I would like to turn the uh, microphone over to Paige to get closing thoughts on the Padres this year. Thank you, Zane. I, uh, I appreciate that. My Padres, man, you know, last year they were, uh, I think they finished last in the NL West. And I said it before, I said it on that podcast last week. I wanted to win that series. I knew what we were up against. I knew what was going on with our pitchers. I didn't care. And it still sucked. Um, Game two was just an absolute gut punch. Um, You know, got to give Zach Davies a shout out for even giving us five innings. No, it wasn't the best, but. He held them to an attainable amount. Um, a couple balls go a little bit further, or uh, maybe Eric Hosmer learns to have a two-strike approach. But, uh, you know, maybe the game goes our way. Maybe it's a different series. It's hard to say. I don't think we had the arms for it, um, which is unfortunate. But, you know, all in all, great season. I'm, I'm really excited to see where this team goes in the future. Yeah, um, as I wave farewell – the Padres, I will give them a one one last compliment. That is a very fun young team to watch. Um, the Dodgers will have fits with them for quite a while, it seems like. Uh, but that's just about the last compliment you'll be receiving for the Padres for probably the next 10 years, as this looks <laughs> to be definitely like the new rivalry out west. <laughs> but uh, that... That brings us to the current uh, series, Dodgers versus Braves. Um, as I'm sure you know by now, the Braves are up 2-0. Um, Wait, who, who, who's up? The Braves? The Braves are up 2-0. Oh, okay. Gotcha. And I'll tell you, as a Dodgers fan, um, this, is, this series alone, these two games have been quite a roller coaster of emotion, I would say. Uh, game one was just phenomenal pitching display by Walker Bueller. And, uh, oh, God, why can't I think of who is pitching for the Braves right now? Uh, Max Freed, Max Freed. Phenomenal pitching by both of those guys. Um, it was a basically an identical game going into the ninth inning. Both teams got four hits. Uh, one of those hits was a home run, so it was tied at one. And then – uh, the Dodgers do what the Dodgers do in the ninth inning, and we gave up four runs, and that was all she wrote. Um, that was a very tough pill to swallow, not because we lost, but the way we lost 
and how it is the same way that we always lose. Uh, and then we had today where it was looking like pretty much the exact same thing. And I, I boys, I'm not going to lie. I was uh, down in the dumps. I was, I, I, I had hope, but I didn't feel great about us. And I thought, you know, Kershaw's injured. Our, we've combined for one run in 14 innings, but then there was a pulse. There was a pulse on the ER table, a pulse called Mookie Betts. And then, oh, uh-oh, another pulse. Oh, Corey Seager. Oh, a third pulse. What is this? Is that Cody Bellinger? All of a sudden, the heart is beating again. We came down from a deficit, almost pulled off the biggest comeback in championship series history. I'm telling you, boys, we're ready to go. If we can win tomorrow, tomorrow's a must win. If we can carry this momentum, we win tomorrow. Then we have Kershaw lined up. Then we have Bueller again. Watch out. This could very quickly become a 3-2 series. Don't let him do it again to me, Jake. Don't let him do it again. Uh, J-Page, you know what Zane's like right now? He's like uh, those doctors and the medical dramas who they're like, sir, he's dead. And they're like, hit him again. And they're <laughs> shocking and shocking and shocking this dead body. That is clearly dead. And they're just going this maniacal. And But I love it because, um, you know, it. it's not fun when the Dodgers lose. It's fun when Zane and Dan – Dan or sad, which only works when they have excitement. Yeah. Well, well, one, one more thing I'll add, uh, and then we can get maybe a, a page reaction here, but I'll say that the transition from a three game series to a five game series, <coughs> and now seven game series. I mean, it makes the seven. It, it's weird because you lose that first game and in the third, in the three game series and the five game series, that's gigantic. Like you, you win that first game and you basically like you have like a, 80% chance to win the rest of the thing. All of a sudden in a seven game series, it's long and the Dodgers pitching is deep and the Braves pitching it's deep too, but they're very young. And, <laughs> and so I don't know. The Dodgers put up 10 hits in the last two innings of this game. I, I really think if this momentum can carry on, the Dodgers could very well be up three, two by the time it's Saturday. I mean, Yeah. It's hard to say. I'm not super familiar with the, the Braves pitching besides Bra- or, uh, Freed and uh, what's his name? The guy that pitched today, Anderson. But, I mean, if they can just get some quality innings out of some guys, you know, you never know. Uh, and then you guys also know that you're getting Freed again. As you guys are pitching Bueller again, you're getting Anderson again uh, later on in the series. So, I mean – I understand the confidence, but it's a little scary going I'll down. I'll tell you right now, I, I've been talking to Kyle as he's lifelong Braves fan, um, and I was dead. I was absolutely defeated at about five o'clock today. I think I was just cursing out Dave Roberts, cursing out the players, and throwing my hands up, saying it was Zag season already. But that <laughs> that little pulse of life at the end there. Oh my God, where you score four runs in the bottom of the ninth. Oh, have the tying run at third base, AJ Pollock up. I think for a second, I was thinking Pollock walk off home run. Obviously it didn't happen, but that was just enough. The Dodgers, those motherfuckers, they did just enough to keep me, to keep my hope in just so that they could break my heart at the end. This is what happens every year. This is who we are. Well, 
my follow-up is who do you guys have to start tomorrow? Julio, Julio will start. And yeah. as long as Julio can give us five to six innings, I mean, you like the bullpen, you got Joe Kelly. We have arms. It, it's yeah. right now. It's all about the bats for us. Obviously yeah. today was a little different because we gave up a, that monster fifth inning where it just, just didn't, it didn't go our way. But mm-hmm. I mean, if our bats can get going, this team's basically unbeatable. Mm. I, I'll also tip my cap to the Braves right now. The, that pitching staff is disgusting. But who, who knows? It's a long series, seven-game series, baby. It is a long I mean, series. And seven days in a row, too, which is something that is wild to me. That is crazy. But that, unless oh, you guys Zane, have – oh, go ahead, Jake. Oh, I was saying, Zane, you might have a sour taste in your mouth after tonight's game, but I'm looking at my bracket right now, and, whew, I mean – um, Rays are up two games. Uh, Braves are up two games. Rays are winning or leading right now five to two, I think, bottom of the eighth. And I think I'm the only one who had both of them in, in my uh, finals. I, I had the Dodgers and the Rays also. Yes. Yeah, so you will – I'm just saying pretty much if, the, if the, the Dodgers win, you get the whiskey. So isn't that what you want? You want everything – on your Dodgers, right? In the playoffs, where it counts the most. I, I will say, here's a, here's a funny little nugget. Um, earlier today, I just totally talked myself into Kershaw throwing a gem, the Dodgers bats coming alive, put, put, put money on the spread, which was one and a half. Oh, my gosh. The Kershaw news came down. Luckily, I was able to get that money back, immediately put it back on the Dodgers getting over four and a half runs. And then in the ninth inning, they put up four runs to add on to their three, save me the bet. So at the end of the day, I did win the bet. That's true. So it'll be good. You have money for whiskey. Exactly. Exactly. Well, that's all. That's all we have for the MLB playoff update. I'm sure next week we'll be talking world series. Um, That's all we got right now. Who's going to be in it. All right. Well, great segment there. Good to catch up on the MLB. And now we're going to close this episode out with our latest and greatest segment. It's kind of a, we'll call it a rebirth. A boys, boys, lots of toys, the Ocho. What are you guys watching this week that's not the big three sports? I'll, I'll jump in here real quick. Uh, it is a sport. I'm a big UFC guy. This Saturday, UFC Fight Night, Fight Island, the Korean zombie, Chan Sung Jung, will be fighting. For those of you who don't know, uh, Chan Sung Jung, dubbed the Korean zombie, uh, is known for just like not getting knocked out for some reason. He'll just get clocked in the head a million times and will just keep getting up, keep grinding. He's not the best fighter in the world. But if you like to see a guy that can just grind out fights, I highly recommend main event UFC fight night. Uh, Cooper can, uh, can provide a testament here to how good Chan Sung Jung is in, in the video game. That's my guy of choice every single time we played. Oh, I've gotten my ass kicked one too many times by Mr. Zane here. <laughs> uh, he's not, he's not a, yeah, he definitely knows his shit in the, in the octagon. Wait, Zane does or the Korean zombie? Oh, the Korean zombie. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, I, I, I was going to say, damn, Coop, I didn't. 
No, no, yeah. I mean, I know Zane knows how to smash the the B button or whatever, <laughs> whatever the controls are. But yeah, that's funny. Uh, Jake, what are you watching this week? Well, um, besides the Notre Dame uh, Duke game, which that falls into the football category, I'll be watching the Fargo season four um, is out. Chris Rock tapping in Kansas City, just the classic Fargo humor you expect with the dark twist that. You, you aren't expecting and I'm loving all of it so far. I think we're on episode four. If you haven't watched Fargo at all, you can literally start on any season. They don't, they're loosely tied together, but you don't need to watch season one through three. If you want to just start with four, but they're all great seasons, except season three is kind of meh. Is Fargo the show that had Billy Bob Thornton? Yes. Awesome. That was a wild season. Aces. What? <laughs> The birth of aces right there. Love that. Well, boys, uh, I got to admit to you guys, I have a new guilty pleasure. Um, AC can attest to this. I love Love Island. It is a great show. It is funny. Uh, You know, we took on the latest U.S. season, um, I'd say like last month. This month, we're working on the latest British season. So you got to put those subtitles on so you can catch every word they're saying. It's a little tough. I'm battling through it, just like you guys would. Which one do you like better? Um, shoot. It's, the, the British one's fun because they have all these sayings, and then you're just like, what? You'll fit. That's a You'll fit, baby. Oh, <laughs> oh, man. I'll tell you right now, Court, Courtney and I have watched every single episode, every single season of Love Island UK, oh. and that is <laughs> – that I honestly firmly believe Love Island UK is the best reality TV show out there. It's just it's like you have the most attractive, dumbest people in a house yeah. together, like <laughs> cheating on each other right in front of each other's faces. It, the accents, like some of the things they say are just hilarious. For a while, I was talking in a British accent, calling people fit. It, it's hilarious. You muggy. Stuff like that. Yeah, you're muggy. I'm quite keen on her, yeah. <laughs> I, I think Zambi has, has something to try, but he, his ears perked up when he heard Love Island. Oh. oh, yeah. Big Love Island guy. Definitely prefer the UK one. But, oh, I, I'm doing The Bachelorette, aren't I? Are you? Correct. Uh, I saw my name paired with JPage, so I thought that was like Xnade. Let me pull it up. Yeah, so basically, I'm not a huge Bachelorette guy. Um, it's Claire Crowley this year. And quote, she's looking for love her entire life, and she's 39. It's my last Whoa. chance. Whoa, that's, that's an old, old Bachelorette. No, yeah, I know. The divorcee. <laughs> Get the pups. Get the pups. <laughs> Put me in there. <laughs> the widow. <laughs> oh god uh i'm more of a bachelor in paradise kind of guy but um for the sake of the pot i'm gonna get into this i'm mostly here for the drama um guys getting into like some high testosterone fights learning more about the bachelorette as a whole i just don't like watching hella dudes make out with the same girl but i do have my preseason top three uh i will have our listeners know <laughs> i have not seen any of it yet um I just looked up the contestants. So, <laughs> first I have Bennett Jordan 
he's 37. I picked him due to the age uh, difference here. Looks like he takes his lawns pretty seriously. And when I say lawns, I mean both lawns. Uh, at second, we have Brendan Morris or Morace. He's the artist at age 30, so he has to have a soft side. And my third pick will be Damar Jackson. He's 26, spin instructor, and he's an Arizona State Sun Devil. And that's my bachelorette take. Thank you for that, Sambi. Um, while while uh, you were talking, the, the, the chat mentions were blowing up, and uh, Jay Page brought up a good point. Would you, would you care to share it, Page? Yep, yep. And, and Chris's, uh, <laughs> Zambi's uh, bachelor talk, bachelorette talk, I had a great idea. How does this po- podcast create enough momentum to get Cooper to be the next bachelor? Oh. Does anyone have any ideas? Oh, boy. I mean, I assume there's an audition there is process, right? No, Zami, have you looked into this before? I, I don't want to be insulted. <laughs> I feel like, like, like Zami, of all people, has has really uh, looked into he's, this. He's auditioned a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> so basically what you need to do, you have to make an audition video, and it's in Bellevue is where they have the casting at. <laughs> oh, my God, you actually have done this. <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny that. <laughs> the, the, these are just rumors I hear. <laughs> yeah, I've applied for The Bachelor and uh, Survivor. <laughs> Ooh, I would love – if you got on Survivor, Zambi, like each week we would dedicate 40 minutes just dissecting. Courtney's aunt was on Survivor. Who? Was she really? Yeah. Who was? Courtney's aunt. Oh, Courtney's aunt. Oh. Yeah. That's awesome. I heard something. But back to Cooper, I think we can do this. Is I don't know if you guys have seen Cooper in person lately. He's looking, as Jay Page and Zane would say, fit. Fit. Very fit. What, what was that? Commercial? Sorry. Is that my, uh, is that my Bachelor hype-up song? <laughs> yeah, get <laughs> hype, get hype. That was a Shia LaBeouf smoking a joint on Instagram. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right. you know, there was there was one last one last thing that we were gonna recommend for Paige and Zamblin to watch this weekend, and that is Huey Halloween, Adam Sandler's newest Netflix. Uh, can you call it a movie? Is it Huey or Hubie? I thought Huey. it was Hubie. Hubie. Did I say Huey? Yeah. Hubie like Pubie. Yeah, because you can't just say Huey. It has to be an even stupider name than Huey. <laughs> now, now, I understand that Jake and Cooper have also seen this movie. Oh, we, we saw what, Coop, the first 15 minutes? So, yeah, I watched the first uh, the half hour with Jake, and I was a little under the influence. So, um, but yeah, even, even then, it was, it was a tough watch. But I went back and watched it again uh, sober the other night, and boy – that was a mistake. <laughs> um, and it's just an hour and a half of absolute garbage comedy. And it sucks because I'm a huge, I love Adam Sandler. I think his 90 movies are, are electric, but yeah, this Netflix stint of just like, I think it's like four straight, just absolute dog whoa, shit. Whoa, 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 whoa. Murder mystery was pretty good. Dude, even oh. murder mystery was like, eh. Stop. <laughs> Critically <laughs> I, acclaimed. Uh, who 
Who critically acclaimed? <laughs> Me. I'm the only critic that, that thing, matters. <laughs> you can't just say stuff. Zane, Zane has a hard on. Zane has a hard on for Adam. So I love Adam Sandler. I I will. Oh. I'm in the maybe. Camp. Maybe Zane can salvage this movie with his take. I too was slightly uh, intoxicated when I watched this. It was my birthday. Went for a nice sushi dinner. Had a couple bottles of sake. Came back and said, "Hey, you know what I want to do for my birthday? I want to watch." Beloved Adam Sandler, his new movie. Got some popcorn ready, got cozy on the couch. Within the first five minutes, I knew I couldn't stand this movie because I couldn't understand a goddamn thing Adam Sandler was saying yeah, like, with that the, stupid voice. Yeah, what the fuck was his voice? Like, I really do think it would have been like a tolerable movie if he didn't have that voice. The uh, cast was great. That what I made didn't me, understand the plot. What made me angry was that the the mom from Modern Family was the love interest. And for some reason, she was just digging Adam Sandler. Like, who's this, like, a 50-year-old who lives at home and, like, can't talk. Like, it's shit. And he has no best impersonation. Well, she was a love interest in what? Was it Billy Madison or... She's a love interest. Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's uh, why. I mean, she, I'm not questioning the actress because she's, uh, it's money. I get that. But just like, I didn't believe it. Well, there were a couple of like deep, uh, like references in that movie to old Adam Sandler movies, which was kind of cool. Like Ben Stiller's character in the beginning. That was like kind of a cool little like throwback to, to Happy Gilmore. Did you guys catch that? Yeah, I did. But I'm just like, cool. I wish I was watching Happy Gilmore right now. <laughs> not this. Oh, my name QBX, and I, I need to go. I need to go find uh, Miss. I don't know. I don't even know what the movie's about. I got it stomach. <laughs> oh, 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 these kids are trying to throw eggs at me in the middle of the street, and no one's stopping them. What type of monster town is this? I was uh, I was reading something earlier, and I guess his uh, next project. He wants to combine all these characters into one movie. And I'm just oh, like, oh God, God, please don't do that. Oh God. Don't ruin, don't ruin all those, you know, half decent films. Let's pair Punch Drunk Love with Jack and Jill. It'll be great. Oh, Jack and Jill's one that I can get behind. Al Pacino Jesus is hilarious Christ. in that. Al Pacino is hilarious in that movie. Oh my God. Zane, all of your opinions. I'm so <laughs> mad you've won these stupid bracket <laughs> things with these takes. Oh, so yeah. So, I'm yeah. Hey, Amy, go, go watch Hebe Halloween. <laughs> I'm on it, boys. Wasn't I'm it, on um, it. It was like forgetting Sarah Marshall or like 50 First Dates. First uh, dates. Zambi, I think your sound's cutting off. It's pretty. 50 First Dates is really good. Was that with Adam Sandler? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Drew Barrymore. That's a heart tugger. Yeah. <laughs> no, the dude was on an absolute roll in the 90s and early 2000s. And then the wheels just came off. He after just doesn't just, care. He's after, like, after, after, he got paid. After, he got paid. After just go with it, wheels came off. Sold out. Oh, I, I would sell out too, Coop. I'm all aboard selling out. I would. You just wait till I get a deal with Netflix. I'm done with this damn show. <laughs> all right, all right. Easy, easy there, Joe Rogan. <laughs> all right, boys. That's that's. I think that might just be enough on on time. Um, but thanks everyone for listening. Thanks for tuning in to the boys. Just do our thing, 
Any last thoughts, guys? We'll see if the Dodgers can break my heart again or if they can make my heart again. Let's make sure to post this poll because I think I did much better this time. And I want the votes. <laughs> and Andy Dalton, we trust, baby. Let's ride. Yeah, all I have to say is uh, go Zags, baby. Check out our uh, preseason video. It's super great. And that's not sarcastic. That's legit. (laughs) Great episode, boys. Thanks, everyone, again for listening. And go Zags, baby. Yeah.